Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and we've got an awesome program for you tonight. We are talking in this episode about beauty for ashes. The Lord talks about that he will give you beauty for ashes in Isaiah 61.3. And I have a special guest joining us tonight who is no stranger to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. Joining us tonight is Dr. Rose Poole, who is the founder and organizer of Kingdom of Love World International Church in Oklahoma. And for over 20 years, Dr. Rose has been commissioned by God to teach, preach, and reach thousands globally. She's hosted conferences and training seminars, empowering people with God's word to help them discover their purpose and maximize their potential so they can achieve victory in their everyday lives. So Dr. Rose, it's such an honor and a pleasure to be with you again. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast. Yay. Well, I am blessed to be right. I'm, I'm blessed to be back and I'm glad you invited me back too. Oh, I'm so we're we're it's a great topic and you are schooled on this. So thank you. It is just an honor. So we are going to dive right in tonight. So we're talking about beauty for ashes tonight and how to let go of the old so that you can receive all that God has for you. So Dr. Rose, first question, tell us what the phrase beauty for ashes means. Well, beautiful, beautiful ashes. Basically, first, I believe that ashes represents represents something. So, like, I'm going to say, like, represents, like, broken dreams, disappointments, failure, hurt. So you can kind of get a general idea of what he means by ashes. Mm -hmm. And then we know beauty also represents God's promises to us. So, basically, he's talking about letting go of the old to receive the new or letting go of the ashes in your life to receive his beauty. And that's basically what it means. Okay. You know, so many people, and we know this, so many people struggle and have a hard time letting go, you know, of past hurts and the past and just a lot of replays. How does someone truly let go so they can literally start experiencing all that God has for them? What What is the first step? But even beyond that? Well, first thing, they have to make a quality decision. They want to let go. They want the beauty for ashes. So they have to make a quality decision. And then it goes into a pattern of first also start renewing your mind to God's promises in his word. But mm -hmm. first you have to make the quality decision you want to let go. And then ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to help you to let go. Because it, it depends on how long you've been in the situation concerning the ashes. So you have the help of the Holy Spirit, but you first have to make a quality decision. You want to let it go. And then, then there's a process you got to take after that. That's called, we call it renewing your mind to the word of God concerning those areas that you're wanting to get set free in and receive that beauty. So how does somebody start to renew their mind? Well, basically on renewing the mind concerning the word of God, um, you know, one thing we have to remember when it comes to renewing our mind is that uh, it says in Proverbs 4, it talks about how we have to um, keep the word of God be before us. We have to keep it before our eyes, keep it coming out of our ears, coming out of our mouth and meditating and keeping it in our heart. So mm -hmm. I, I'm finding out what's happening is that we might, like for instance, we might have ate some food yesterday naturally, right? 
But then what happens is the next day, it's time to eat again. But we remember, we have the memory of what we ate yesterday. But I don't mm-hmm. think your body's going to want memory for today. I think it wants food for today. So what's happening is we might have read the word two days ago, three days ago, but we haven't got uh, opened the word and read it. Not just a confession, unless it's the word of God directly coming from the from the Bible. Amen. So I believe what's happening is we need to go back to reading the scriptures and keeping before our eyes, like it says in Proverbs 4, and then also keeping it in our ears and so where we can feed our spirit and then it helps us to renew our mind easier. So good. So good. You know, and and because I was going to ask you next, you know, how how can we be confident in the promises of God? Well, you know, when you say, how can you be confident? We know one thing that to be uh, one of the definitions or terms for confidence is faith because faith is unwavering confidence. And um, so but it's unwavering. But us being believers is unwavering confidence concerning God's word. So basically what that really means is that to build up our confidence, and we know faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. And you got to remember, it didn't say heard the word of God. It was supposed to be a, a continuous process of hearing the word of God on a daily basis. So, so if, if we continue to hear the word of God, it builds up our confidence, which is our faith in God concerning his word, concerning his promises. Very good. And also we know that God is not a man. He cannot lie, right? God cannot lie. And I think that that is, you know, just to go along with with what you're saying. I think that too, right? When, when you know that God can't lie and you just, I'm telling you, but I know even, even when people are struggling with faith, I know a lot of times I say low word, low faith. When you're listening to the word a lot, meditating on it, right? Correct. Going to have more faith. So it's, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about forgetting those things that are in the past, right? And moving forward. And we know that we have to press, right? And that takes effort. Talk to us about what it means to press and how we can do that. Well, when it means by pressing is because we might have been so used to doing something one way. And then when you renew your mind to the way that God says to do it, we have to press through that because our mind, will, emotion will challenge us. Our, our bodies will challenge us because of, of, of something new that we're having to do. You have to press through it because they're called, they consider like, we'll say old habits, building new habits. So that's the pressing. That's suppressing for change. That's suppressing for your spirit, your soul, and your body. So um, there's, and also because we have an enemy. So we have to press through some things that he's going to bring up, challenge us with at the same time as well. Very good. And, you know, I know, you know, the scripture says resist the enemy. It's good you brought that up. Resist the enemy, right? And he'll flee from you. And we know that the word resist means to actively fight. But God has given us his word, right? His name, which is his authority, and his spirit. Glory to God. Dr. Rose, what does it mean to fight the good fight of faith? I mean, really. What we, first, we, first have to, we first have to know what are we fighting? Because what we're fighting is unbiblical things, unbelief, ungodliness, negative feelings, and negative thoughts, and imaginations. We're fighting those things. So once we believe we receive something from the word of God, that's just the beginning because now here comes the resistance. 
because the enemy is, you know, he can't make us do anything, but he's trying, he wants us to get us to agree with him and how he gets us to agree with him by bringing us negative thoughts or negative feelings or imaginations. And so that's, so that's why we have to fight the good fight of faith. When we believe we receive a promise from God, we got it. We lay hold on it. Now our fight is to go against fighting against the unbiblical things, the unbelief, negative feelings, negative thoughts, and imagination. That's what we're fighting against. And the enemy's trying to get you to agree with him to let go what you believe you received. Agreement. I love it. You know what? This is huge. And for those of you who watch my videos often, you know I talk about the power of agreement. Dr. Rose, you just mentioned agreement. How important is it for us not to agree with the enemy? And how can we get to a place where we won't agree with him? Well, <laughs> that's, that still goes back to re renewing your mind, of course, yeah. and knowing what the word says. Because if you don't know what the word says, it's so easy to hear the thoughts, uh, which you think is your thoughts. You think it's you because it's you, it sounds like your voice a lot of times. But if it doesn't line up with the word and you don't know it doesn't line up the word, but you have to remember everything that comes from God is good. It's intriguing. Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind as well. And so. Um, Very so, good. Yeah, I was going to say what you just said about keeping your mind renewed, keeping your mind stayed. Go ahead. Well, the, the thing is, is that focusing and, and remembering to stay like one sometimes we, we try to read so much and then it might not not even be in the area we need we need to read the right things that's necessary a word spoken in due season how good it is so if you're working on healing then you need to go to those healing scriptures you need to keep it before your eyes you need to keep it coming out of your mouth you need to meditate on it every day because like it says faith comes by hearing and you'll believe yourself more uh, faster hearing yourself first before you hear somebody else yeah, you know, I, I remember reading recently how um, Smith Wigglesworth, you know, he was called the Apostle of Faith and how he would read the New Testament out loud for two hours a day, right? Because touching on what you just said, that you're going to believe it coming out of your mouth even more than you're going to believe it coming out of someone else's mouth. So, I mean, that is just powerful. And then you can also take those scriptures and insert your name in there or say me or I, you know, where those scriptures are concerned. Make How it personal. Yeah, make it personal. I love that. So good. So when you let go and give something to God, do you have to put something in its place? And what I mean by that is, for example, you know, if say you you're full of anxiety or worry right well I mean I know how how I take care of it and it's literally you know if you can't just okay I, I'm I gotta stay on point here but a lot of people just say I rebuke you I rebuke you Satan and he's laughing at them because first of all a rebuke you're not telling him what you're correcting you're just saying I correct you and he's kind of like yeah, yeah, you have to, you know, so my point is, do you, when you give something to God or you cast down a thought, right? And you declare the word of God and then you leave it with God, right? But do you have to put something in its place? Did I just confuse you? I, I kind of think I was talking to two things at once here. Okay. Because I was talking about when I get rid of that fear and anxiety, but then I have. Or you said something about worry. 
Correct. Put, yeah. And then you have to, so if I cast down that thought and say, I don't receive that, but then I have to fill it, put something in its place. So I'll say, I speak the peace of Jesus Christ to my heart and mind right now in Jesus name. So my question was, you know, for, you know, for you is when you let go of something and you give it to God or you speak the word, I command you to be healed to some, to someone. And then you're not going to five minutes later say, God, you got to do something. The Lord's been showing me this, right? Once you cast your care, but then you have to, you still have to put something in its place. If you're, yeah, like for instance, when you're down saying, let's, say, let's say wary, because we know a lot of people wary and they yeah. think it's okay to wary. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you really find out what, what wary means, then, and then that'll, it'll help you to know what to put in place of it. Yes, you do have to put something in the place of it. Let's mm-hmm. say like wary. Wary is just a meditation of life concerning grief that hasn't happened yet. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then also um, depression. Depression mm-hmm. is also grief. It's yeah. grief of something that, that you haven't lost yet. That's so, and so good. And then when you think about it, one of the major, you know, one of the major sources for fear is, is uh, grief. So it's the spirit of grief. So then we know that fear is unwavering confidence and the yeah. ability of something that can hurt you. So if we understand about anxiety and wary, okay, what goes in the place? Okay, first you got to come against it. That's a spirit. So you have to first bind the spirit, that spirit, bind it off of your mind, bind it off of your space that you've given it in your thinking. You have to bind that spirit. Then you have to loose the peace of God or the, you know, the protection of God. It depends on what you believe that's going to cause something to come to pass that hasn't happened yet. Yes. So yes, you have to, you have to place it with the word of God, not just anything, but the word of God. So like you, you, so like you were saying, peace or protection, you know, but we know the opposite of fear is, is faith that that's still the unwavering confidence and what God said. So it's best to really put it in place of that. You need to put the word of God in place of that. And everything we do is by faith. What do we mean? Unwavering confidence that what God said overrides anything the enemy has said. And so we choose, like it says, to this, this day, whom will you choose? The Lord's word or what the enemy says? So weariness comes from continue believing the lies of the enemy. I when love- we're supposed to pull ourselves and start believing what God says and peace will come in. I love what you said at the very beginning of that. And I'm telling you, it hit my spirit like, like a, like a sword, you know, and I'm sure our viewers too, about that when like fear, say that again, you said fear is total confidence in the ability of the enemy. Oh my gosh. That is, that's what worry is. That's what worry is. and And worry is hooked up with grief and grief is one of the major sources of fear. Wow. And so, and also when you are in grief, it keeps, it opens the door to death and it also allows the door to stay open even after death. But so all that is linked together with, with fear, but it's covering itself under covering is covering up under wary thinking it's okay when it's not, when yeah. actually we're giving it access and fear motivates the enemy. Yeah. And I know Matthew 6, 31, right? Jesus said, don't worry by taking the thought and saying it. Correct. Right? Because when, 
Because when you say something, you give life to it. Absolutely. And whatever your fear and you're speaking, exactly. You're giving life to that thing and it's going to be in motion. <laughs> wow. To be really strong in the word, you must feed your spirit. We know that, right? right. Talk to us about feeding your spirit with God's word. Well, it says in, um, like it says in Matthews 4 and 4, it says, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so like I was saying, we need to go back to reading the word every day, feeding our spirit every day, because our, our spirit doesn't need memory. It needs the word. And memory means you might have confessed something that you might remember some of the scripture, but you didn't remember all of it. So you might have confessed a couple of things today. But you didn't get in the word and read the word to feed your spirit. So every day you wonder why your body start lining up with doing things it shouldn't be doing. Your, your soul start doing things because you're not feeding your spirit. It has to have the word every single day. You have to read the word, put it before your eyes and you have to read it. And so that better way to feed it. So if you get too busy and you just quote something, but it might not be the full quote, because sometimes... We quote some things for too long that we start sometimes start leaving things out. So that's why we need to go back and read the word. And that's why he put that in there concerning Proverbs 4, if you want to go back and read it for yourself. Wow. That's so good, Dr. Rose, because you're right. And you know what? Again, low word, low faith. And I love what you just said, because sometimes you could read the word. You could get to know a scripture by heart. You're saying it, but then it's kind of like reciting, if you will, like I'm, I'm, what's coming to mind is, you know, I grew up Catholic and, you know, this isn't, you know, to say anything, you know, negative, but it's just that if you, you're saying that our father or the Hail Mary, and then you're just saying it and you're just, see, you're not really even thinking about what you're saying. You're not meditating on it. It just becomes like this habit that it really becomes, has, it becomes a memory. It and becomes your spirit, oh. your spirit can't feed off a of memory. That's so good. Wow. Very good. Wow. This is your spirit cannot feed off of memory. I might have to use that one as a Facebook quote by Dr. Rose Poole. This is so good. So let's talk about how to stay in peace, right? We know that peace, peace is everything. Peace is so important. And especially these days, people are, again, we just talked about worry. They're so worried. They speak worry, which equates to doubt and unbelief and fear and grief, which brings torment, right? And all this stuff. How do you stay in a place of peace? Well, if you really want to get into a place of peace, you can't be watching eight, eight hours of news for one thing <laughs> because of bad news I'm referring to. You can't just go and read read five five minutes of the word and then you're going to go listen to like eight hours of bad news or being in a conversation where everybody's talking so negative. You're going to have to really start feeding in the word and, and getting to the word more because it says Jesus is the prince of peace. And then he said, also, I believe I saw it on your, where it says, remember those who keep their mind on him, he yep. will keep, it says, keep us in perfect peace. And then he says that his, you know, his peace he left with us, not like the world give us peace. So, but all that comes through his word. And if you were read that continually about what he says about peace, and then also, you know, one of the things we have to remember too, is that love, it says love casts out all fear. So we have to continue to develop our love walk. I mean, and so that it can cast out maybe something you didn't even realize you were afraid of. 
but that was causing to interrupt with your peace in your life. So good. You know, one of the things that the Lord, you know, one thing that comes up a lot, I see this in the lives of people and I've been really guarding against this and it is offense. Offense is the trap of the day. It is ensnaring people. It is killing people. People get offended. You know, again, you might see somebody, you know, at church and, or you didn't even see them. They're waving to you. You didn't even see them. They have a fence in their heart. Mm. It's, I'm just saying that's just one little, you know, example of something, right? And it's, but offense, offense, guard against offense people. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do a teaching on this soon, but uh, I'll tell you it's, and I'm noticing when other people, like I hear them talking and I hear offense in their voice towards another person. And God told us, love God, love people, right? Right. If you keep your heart free of offense, you're going to be more at peace. Yeah, right? because Not- basically offense comes because they have insecurity. So it's, it's insecurity. So if or, people have easily become offended, a lot of times it's insecurity yeah. and they have not develop the uh, uh, the love of God to place to where they love themselves like they love their neighbors. Yeah. And, and I think too, it comes with maturity. Um, well, being mature in the word of God, you're not going to be easily offended, you know, because you have understanding that people, people are people. They're fallible. They're, they're human. Yes. They're one third Holy spirit. If, you know, if the Holy spirit lives in them, but you know, anyway, I don't know. We just got into this, this thing about offense, but it does go with worry. All of a sudden, if you get offended at someone, all of a sudden you're worried. What are they thinking about me? Maybe they're not even thinking about you, right? Well, that's, that's why we have to fight the good fight of faith because the enemy's bringing negative thoughts. They right. took a thought from the enemy and then, and then they and agreed with him. And now they're acting it out with what they believed. And now he knows you took it because you're acting it out. So good. Dr. Rose, you amaze me every time we get together, every time we talk and the time just goes by too quickly, but I love, you know, some of the key points tonight about agreement, right? And about, um, you know, don't, about taking the thought and saying it about fear that it's that this probably stood out to me more than anything else tonight about fear being Fear means that you're more confident. You're totally confident. If you actually take fear, it means that you're confident in the enemy's ability to bring something to come to pass. The thought that he's thrown at you. You have more confidence in what he's saying versus what God said. And you've agreed with him. That's why there's fear there. That's correct. Right? Jesus said, I love it, in the Amplified, in John 14, 30 and 31, he said, the enemy has no power over me because I have nothing in common with him. There's nothing he can use against me. He has nothing in me, right? And then he said, but so the world knows I love my father and I always act in full agreement with my father. Mm. There's that agreement. It's There's so much golden, golden, the word of God is golden, right? right? And it's just, oh my gosh, and it will bring you peace. It's life, right? Proverbs 4.22, the word of God is health to those that to all the flesh life yeah. right or life to those that find them and health to all their flesh, their flesh. all uh, yeah all their flesh dr rose would you 
pray for our viewers um, right now and for those who will watch the replay. It will be such a blessing. Father, right now, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We first, Father, we bind that spirit of grief off of their mind right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind that spirit of, of depression right now in Jesus' name. For all those who want to let go of the ashes and to receive your beauty, to receive your promises, Lord, that the peace might override in all areas of their life. And also, Father, it will penetrate their spirit, soul, and body to know they are valuable. They are very, very valuable to you, Father. And we thank you, Lord. And we plead the blood of Jesus over everybody's mind that they will fight the good fight of faith and they will lay hold of, of eternal life concerning his word. And we thank you and give you honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Amen and amen, right? So be it. Glory to God. Well, I just want to let you know, if you would like to contact Dr. Rose, you can email her at Dr. Rose. Actually, I'm going to put it up here for you. And you can comment. Let us know, you know, how, how this has blessed you tonight. Dr. Rose is amazing. Dr. Oh, let me, I'm sorry. Let me just put this up here. Dr. Rose um, at kolwic.org. That's if you would like to contact her. Um, she does a lot of speaking at different events. She's absolutely, well, as you can see, she is on fire for the Lord Jesus and uh, just, just an awesome woman of God. Dr. Rose, I want to thank you for being our special guest tonight on the broadcast. It is always such a pleasure to be with you. And I know we'll have you back soon. And comment if you would like to have Dr. Rose back soon. She is amazing. And comment on what you took away with you tonight. What blessed you the most or stood out to you in this broadcast? And then what I want to do is ask you to share this broadcast with everyone. Share this and let's advance God's kingdom together. You know, just by sharing this video, someone who might be struggling with worry or fear they're going to be so blessed and you will be the one to be that blessing to them. So I want to thank you for watching. Um, and if you've missed any of the broadcasts, you can watch the replays right here on Facebook, or you can go to the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash Lisa Boldo. And then I have a podcast in iTunes. You can just Google iTunes and just dash Lisa Boldo. And so I just want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight. Dr. Rose, thank you for being with us tonight. Oh, and Oh, amen. And we will have you back again really soon. So we love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I'll see you next time on the Victorious Life broadcast. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.